Welcome to the Roadie Runback. I'm your host, Jeff Marone, and I have a great interview for you guys today with the head coach of Moses Brown Boys Basketball, Coach Josh Cabrera. I'm happy to bring to you an RI Sports Focus podcast where we deep dive into our local, high school, college, and athletic programs across our great state of Rhode Island. Here we go. Welcome to the Roadie Runback, and I have a great interview for you guys today with the head coach of Moses Brown Boys Basketball, and he also coaches the freshman boys basketball team for Basketball Club Rhode Island, Coach uh, Joshua Cabrera. Great interview with Coach Cabrera. Really enjoyed our conversation overall. It was cool to really get to know Coach Cabrera. We kind of actually played around the same time, and it's just kind of funny that... uh, you know, he played for classical and what he did at classical, being able to win a division two championship, moving on to play on to the next level for um, Norwich University up in Vermont and then able to get into the coaching world right away and to stick with coaching. And now he's doing a wonderful job at Moses Brown and everything that he's doing there and really changing the culture there. So I'm excited for them as they continue to grow their program and see where they go down the line, as well as um, what he does at BCRI. He's a great coach. He works with some great freshmen. And uh, excited for their, uh, what he's doing over there, too. was able to actually meet him one day, so that was really cool and see what he did for practices. So excited and um, happy to have had him on the show, and you guys will definitely enjoy today's episode. But before we get into today's episode, remember you can watch today's episode on YouTube or you can listen to it on any podcast platform. Just remember to hit that like, share, and subscribe button. All right, now for our interview with Coach Cabrera. All right, on today's show, I welcome on a very special guest. He is the head coach of Moses Brown's boys high school basketball team. He is Coach Joshua Cabrera. Coach, how are you today? Good. How are you? And thank you for having me. Yeah, no problem. Uh, doing well. So how are you doing during these COVID times, Coach? I'm all right. I'm all right. I can't complain. Um, I'm also a teacher, so it's it's been very different during these COVID times. Um, a lot of planning ahead, a lot of just things you got to be aware of, you know, and um, I can't, like I said, I can't complain. And I've gotten very used to like COVID, you know, like all the things that we have to think about all the, like wearing a mask, social distance and stuff like, that. I guess I'm, I've gotten better with it. I don't like it, but definitely gotten better with it. That's good. Yeah. It's always tough. I think my biggest issue with a mask that I've been finding out is that I keep forgetting, like to <laughs> put it on sometimes or forget a mask with me if I go out somewhere or like yeah. kind of scramble because I put extra ones in my car and I'm like scrambling to find the extra ones when I go somewhere. Right. Right. And something happened to me the other day where I was like, cause I don't keep extra ones in my car. Yeah. Um, and the other day I had one and then it like fell on the other side of my seat and I couldn't find it. And I was like, geez, I got to do a bunch of like, like I just left Moses Brown and I had to run and do a couple other things and I couldn't find it. I couldn't find it. I was like, this is why I should have should keep extra ones in my car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I think that's what happened to me. I went out to go somewhere and I'm like, I'm sick of this. So I just like bought a bunch of baskets, threw them in my car. <laughs> um, but coach, I want to know, you know, I want to start off before we get into the, how you got into Moses Brown. How did you get into basketball the start? Oh, um, my, 
my basketball experience is very different than probably like the most common one. Um, I grew up playing baseball um, and that was pretty much it, but I found it very boring. The team I was on was pretty good. So like when we would play other teams, I would just find it boring. So they just like used to rotate us around the field and I hated playing the outfield because nobody would hit that far <laughs> when I was younger. So, And then um, I, I grew up on, on uh, Niagara Street. So between Sackett and Warrington and um, as a lot of people know in, in Providence, um, Sackett Street Rec was one of the newer ones at that time. So I was in elementary school over there, the, like Lillian Feinstein Sackett Street School. And they build like this attachment to it. And they started this whole like rec center after school thing. And that's kind of where I discovered basketball. So I think I really got into it with uh, coach Chris Love, who was actually the head coach at times two before. And me and uh, Devo, so uh, Dwayne Monroe, um, grew up together. We all grew up in that same area. So it was pretty cool to like actually play against uh, Dwayne. Um, and shout out uh, Debo, man. Congratulations on a, on a well-deserved win uh, championship. Um, but yeah, Chris Love, I think it was like going into seventh grade or eighth grade and I like fell in love with it. I fell in love with his passion with the game and I was playing every day, um, waking up super early on Saturday mornings. Uh, this guy we used to call coach, um, we used to open it up at like, I don't know, seven in the morning for us, bring breakfast for us. And we would just eat breakfast and go shoot hoops for hours and hours and hours. And I don't know, I just fell in love with that process and yeah. That's awesome. That's so cool. That's uh, it's had such a small world too that you grew up with uh, Coach uh, Debo and uh, Coach Love and you know we can yeah. say congratulations yeah. Coach Debo. But that that's such a that's crazy. They guys grew up together. And now you guys are coaching against each other. Yeah, I mean the basketball world is so small, you know, and it gets even smaller when you're talking about Rhode Island. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, it's yeah, yeah. It's it's crazy. It is crazy. And I learn I'm learning that as we keep doing these more of these podcasts. I'm learning that people know each other, are connected in some way. Yeah. Or someone will bring up someone's name like Coach Love. I know Coach Love as well too. And I'm like, oh, I actually like worked with him at Cranz at the YMCA. So it was just funny how yeah. it's all connected yeah. like that. <laughs> we yeah, there's a lot of us who've even played against each other and now like coaching against each other. That's awesome. That's so cool. That's so cool. And now you played at classical and you guys actually won a division two championship. What was it like to win that championship and playing at classical? Um, so my, we, we were actually in division one when I first went to classical. Mm -hmm. um, I was one of the, one of the only freshmen um, playing varsity. I think I was swinging my first year and then sophomore year we were playing, uh, I was playing strictly varsity. Um, but we had some tough years. Those first two years were, were kind of tough. We were on the downside and we got moved down to division two and we didn't want to because we knew in our junior slash senior year, we were going to have a good team. And I believe, I think Ashton Watkins just transferred in when I was a junior um, and he had to sit out half the year, but we went undefeated um, my junior year and um, in division two and then lost to, we, mind you, we played Tolman twice and they had Avery King at the time. Yeah, and we did a good job on him uh, at Tolman and then at our house. But yo, this kid killed us. <laughs> <laughs> he killed us in the playoffs. Like this kid was ready, determined, and just oh my god, I don't even remember how much he had, but I just remember like, it, yeah, nobody could stop him in the open court, and it was at CCRI, so that court's just huge, and it, it was tough. It was tough, but I think that's what determined, like, made me feel like determined for the next year to win it, right? We went undefeated and um, won the state championship, which was cool. Um, and that year we actually had 
a pretty good division two um, lineup. Like we had West Warwick, who was really good. They had Ryan Colburn. Um, I think Lazat had a crazy game against uh, Feinstein uh, in the semifinals against uh, Jarrell. Um, I don't know if you remember those guys, but like Feinstein was really good too. Yeah. Um, we were really good. Uh, Rogers was really good. They had Mason Choice, Joe Saunders. Um, yeah. I don't remember all the other pretty good teams, but like I remember us being the top four teams and I wish we would have had an open tournament the way they did. Um, I think it was like a couple years later they started that open tournament. I was like, Jesus, like I wish I would have had a crack at like all the best teams. We really wanted to play Hendrick in that year, but um, I don't think scheduling wise it allowed us to do it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's uh, that's tough. I mean, I wish the open tournament was around too. I think, like I think, like you mentioned, I think after I graduated too, it, it just kind of I'd never heard of it. And then someone said, yeah, they do like an open tournament. Like what? That's crazy. That's that's so cool. <laughs> The best thing though was like after we won division that that year, the following year we won it again at Classical, and I wasn't there. Um, it was with like Ashton Watkins, Mike Palumbo, um, and Levon Waite. Um, so those were the, like the three guys, and maybe a couple other guys. Um, but like Mike Palumbo had, he was like averaging like forty points in Division Two, and oh yeah, it was crazy. He was having a crazy year that year, and <clears throat> I think he was only a junior at the time too. Um, Wow. Might have scored a thousand points that year too. I don't know, it was something insane. He was having a crazy year. And then like it and it's cool to like see how how classicals kind of become one of the top teams every single year in division one. You know, like we've had guys like David Duco, Keelan Ives, um, um, the kid Stanley now is is really good. And it's like good to see like that continue. Coach Cav, my senior year, was an assistant coach at the time because Coach Todd Keefe was there and then he ended up going to Central and, and Cav took over and I kind of just stayed around classical um, just because I was my alma mater and me and Cav got really close. I call him Pops because he's like my second dad, you know, and he's, he's been great and he's been good to a lot of these kids too. So um, the legacy he's developing out there is, is, is awesome and I'm super like happy, proud of, of everything he's accomplished over there. No, it's awesome. Yeah, classical, like like you mentioned, there's some great players. You had, like you said, David Duke, you had Stanley over there. That Stanley's coming out of there now. And I'm sure of like Marquise and some right. other guys that are like, uh, that are playing now currently are going to, you know, are kind of legends as well, or starting to become one of those great players as well, as well, too. Um, but coach, I want to know too, what was your decision to go to Norwich University in Vermont? Yeah. So, um, I, at the time, I was playing AAU for the Rhode Island Hawks, um, mm -hmm. which was one of like the best teams in probably New England. Um, and I was playing for their B team. And our, our B team, believe it or not, we actually sent, I want to say like 100% of the players on the B team and played college basketball. So we were really wow. good. Um, our A team were more like high major, like um, Mike Merrill was on the team. Uh, Laurent Rivard, who was from Canada, but he was on that team. We had Kyle Casey on that team. So that, that team was really, really good. And, um, but we, on my, on the, the B team, we had guys like Kevin Donahue. I think he was the highest recruited. He was in, he went to division two. Um, but we had um, Mike Akinrola. We had myself, Ryan Colburn. We had Colin Burns. So we were really, really, really good uh, B team. Like, and people knew it, you know, so it was, it was cool to, to travel that, um, that way because we were able to get attraction from college coaches. Um, a lot of division two and division three, 
Um, and then Norwich hit me up, but they were like the most consistent with my recruitment. Um, they, they showed me the most love. They would come to a lot of the AAU tournaments that I was at. And um, they, um, they even came to my championship game, which was pretty, pretty cool at URI. Um, and the, the guy who was recruiting me was an assistant coach at, at Norwich. Um, but Coach Booth, who was the head coach, who is the head coach, um, came down with him too for this championship game. But Coach Rock was the main guy who like kept in touch with me and just always showed me love. And when I visited, it just felt like it was right. You know, um, I wish I would have visited more schools because I was so naive and, and I just wanted to get to school, like to college and stuff. Cause I was like, this is the only opportunity I got. So I got to go. So, yeah. but like schools like Hamilton, a lot of the NESCAC schools were recruiting me too, but I didn't know better. Right. Yeah. That's a difference between like going to a public school and a private school. Like they, they let you know that, or maybe they've gotten better with this, but at private schools, you have college counselors. You don't have guidance counselors. Um, guidance counselors deal with a big number of students. Um, so they can't really help you directly unless you're coming to them. Yeah. College counselors really, really help you understand like where you belong, um, like academically. Um, and I probably would have went to a NESCAC school if that was the case, because I really wanted to go to Hamilton, but to make that visit, it was a long drive up to New York. So uh, <laughs> I, I couldn't afford that. And so I decided to just go to Norwich and I got a really, really good financial aid package. So it was the right decision. That's awesome. That's, that's, I mean, it's great. And you played at Norwich, you got, you had some, you were captain for three years where you're at Norwich, you know, what's the experience from Norwich is their favorite game that you still remember today that really sticks out to you as well too um i don't it's, it's crazy because i don't i don't i don't think i had a favorite game but i remember certain games you know like when we beat johnson and wales um they came up to our house and we beat them in overtime yeah like i remember that game and it was just because i played with a lot of those guys like calvin jones lamont thomas yeah. um who else was on that? I don't remember. Uh, Lewis, one of my best friends, Lewis Ferreras. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the top now. He's, he's, we, me and him grew up together and yeah. really, really good friends. Yeah, actually, I know Lewis from CCRI. We're actually good friends. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, me and Lewis are really good friends. I'm actually um, his son's godfather. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. There's a small basketball world again. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's awesome. Uh, that like you uh, got to play against those guys that you grew up with and played with as well too, and you got to face them and beat them. Get <laughs> John Samuel. Now you also played uh, pro ball in the in the DR. What was your time like playing down there and playing professional basketball overall? Yeah. So when I went to the DR, um, it was more like a. I was playing with, with this team professionally, it, but it was more like a tryout. Um, so we, I played probably for a month or two and um, they were ready to like give me my official contract. Um, but then the gunnery called me saying um, that they wanted me to, well, they were, they were offering me the head coaching job over there and also teaching. So then I, I was really thinking like, do I want to try to, actually become a pro and make some money um, or do I really want to focus on my future um, and there was a lot of things going on with my knee um, I didn't like the inconsistency of playing pro in the Dominican because they really show love to, to those guys who deserve that money more than I do like you have these 
guys from America who are coming and getting paid a lot of money because they're like six, five, you know, I'm only five ten. you know, um, I was able to score, but it's, it's, it's completely different, you know? So, um, I was like, could I really keep this up for, for as long as, as I can, you know, or can I like move into the coaching world, um, and still be a part of basketball and really like solidify myself in, in this, in this profession. Um, and, um, I think I've been doing a pretty good job with it since then. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I would say so. Um, and I, like, you know, when you got to Gunnery, what was your time like there and how'd you end up at the Vermont Academy? What was the transition like? Yeah. So at the Gunnery, um, big hockey school, right? So I had to learn a lot on how to like recruit kids, um, and also get the, gain the trust from the school to be able to bring in these kids. I was there for three years. Um, and I learned how to bring a lot of the kids that I wanted to, but by then I was kind of like, I kind of like tapped out of, of like the amount of work I had to do and um, and I wasn't getting rewarded for it. And, and I mean, just bringing kids in. Um, so that final year, I think they try to use <laughs> um, a, a tactic of like keeping me there. So they brought in like five or six of my recruits that year. And I already had made that decision that I was gonna leave and, and, and coach at Vermont Academy. I was at, so I, I got to, I've known Coach Pope for, for a while, um, but I got to talk to him um, a little closer when we, we were both at the Yale, um, they have like an elite camp. Um, yeah. and some of them have a couple sessions of those. So I like going to those because I know those kids have the grades and I know those kids can play, right? Um, sometimes Yale contacts them and, and like, like tries to like bring the kids that they are actually recruiting, but they also bring in kids that who have aspirations to play division one, but maybe don't have that, that look yet. So they go to those. So it's a, it's, it's a really cool place to, to go. And I recommend anybody who coaches in prep school to go to those, those um, elite camps, because it's a good way to get in contact with, with families from all over the country and some, sometimes all over the world. Um, and at a boarding school, you're able to bring in those kids. Yeah. But um, me and Pope talked for a little bit and I just expressed my frustrations at the gunnery. And he was like, dude, just, let's go come to Vermont with me. <laughs> and I was like, really? And I looked into it and looked into it. And I was like, cause they just had a, a big time championship with Bruce Brown and um, oh, what's his name? He's a big guy for, from Xavier. Um, so they won a championship with them, had a couple guys returning that played BABC like Marcus Santos Silva, Bailey Patella. Um, what's his name? Uh, he's, he's at Jacksonville now as a senior, Corey Romich. Um, and then they were bringing in Jordan Wara, um, Simi Chateau. Um, who else were they bringing? Uh, they already had Christian David, who went to Butler. Um, so it it was like such a cool. I was like, this is exactly what I want. Like I want I want to be able to to talk to these coaches and also coach these kids um, at another level. You know, yeah. Um, like I don't have to break it down so much. I can just be like, do this, this, and this, and they know you know, and like they're in the gym. I don't have to like drag kids to go to the gym. It's just like a different environment. And it is Vermont and, and it wasn't perfect and ideal, but it kept us focused, you know, on what we wanted to achieve. Yeah. Yeah. And how, like, how was it like coaching those D1 players and like being like, you know, having those kids is like you're coaching them. What was that like? So it's funny because they're still like, the same as any other player. <laughs> like the, the only difference is like, they're more dedicated, obviously they're more skilled, 
but like you're breaking down the same stuff. Like yeah. we're, we were working on footwork stuff. We were working on passing. We were working on shooting mechanics and stuff like that. Cause I, I, I honestly love coaching in the high school because the, the growth is exponential, right? Like the, the growth becomes here. Now when you're in college, like it's this much, right? So if you get a kid who's a sophomore freshman, like they're, they're, they, they, this is how much they know, but you can get them to know this much yeah. as a senior, by their senior year. When they're in college, they probably already know this much and they're probably going to gain maybe only this much. Um, and I and I think that more with that division because AA, these kids have been coached for AAU. A lot of the kids play in the EYBO. So they have many good, many good, good, good coaches. Um, but it, it can be different um, when you're talking about a regular public school, high school kid. Um, we would sit down, break down film. We would do scouts. We would do all that stuff. So we re we prepare these guys to to be ready for for college. You know. Yeah, that's awesome. That that's great. They were able to do that and you know make that move. And then what's the move to come to Moses Brown and take over that coaching job there and you know end up working at Moses Brown as well? Yeah. So I was actually supposed to start um, at the Kent School after my first year at Vermont Academy. I got the head coaching job at the Kent School. Um, and last minute I decided to, um, stay home because I had some family issues going on. Um, and I decided to stay home, help them financially and stuff. Um, so I had to find like a last minute job and I found, um, one of my friends worked at this, uh, loan office and I became, um, a loan processor for nine months. Um, it was actually a pretty good experience. I learned a lot, um. But I'm a person who likes to, to work in the classroom. I like being active and sitting behind like four screens, literally is not my thing, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I could do that for maybe a couple hours and then it, it, it got pretty boring after nine months. So I reached out to one of my friends um, who works at Moses Brown and luckily there was a position that was open and I applied for it, it was last minute kind of and it, it, it happened, you know? And I got, I was able to, to coach, I mean, not to coach, to, to teach at Moses Brown with, and those were my intentions at first, because I know, um, what's your name? What's his name? Uh, Jay Bluen, Jason Bluen, I think was the head coach um, when I first went there. So I, I was helping out the girls team for a year and then um, um, Jay decided to move on and, and I became the head coach. Nice. Um, and, after my so during my second year so it's this is only my second year as the head coach over there wow that's crazy that's that's uh, and you guys had a great season crazy season as well too when you take over that um head coaching position like what's your coaching philosophy and like how do you bring your start to start to bring your culture to the program yeah um at moses brown it, it's it's it was hard to implement my and it still is my philosophy because I still think there's a lot of things we need to we need to work on as a school um, as um, players um, our mentality or at least and, and I don't want to like Moses Brown I mean if you talk about Moses Brown with basketball it's like you're not like oh my god there's so many good basketball players over there right um, we have a, a lot of good athletes a lot of good kids um, but a lot of them don't spend a lot of time playing basketball and, and that's just a fact um, I want to be able to bring in, bring in kids that, that, that play more basketball year round and, and really can help make this program better. Like I want to be able to, to compete against the classicals, against the Hendrickens, against the LaSalle's. Um, 
but I know that's going to take time. But um, one of my philosophies is um, just to raise, not raise, but like coach these kids to just be better humans, yeah. uh, no matter no matter what the situation is. Be tough, um, but also show them love. Be understanding, um, and coach them individually um, as different players, right? Because not all players are the same, and a lot of people. A lot of coaches just coach a system. I'm not. I'm not one of those people. Like I, I can't coach a system if the players I have can't run the system. You know. Yeah. So I have to figure out where kids lie in 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 whatever I want to do or where they're going to be successful yeah. um, in certain positions or whatever. Um, but the ultimate goal is to like get these kids to college, and it might not even be to play um, to play basketball, but just to help them get to college. A lot of these kids already go to college, but help them with that decision. Um, help them get on track if they're falling off of it. Um, um, yeah, I, I just try to look out with, uh, to these guys, uh, for these guys as much as possible. And Coach Jay and Coach Shaw um, help, help out a lot with these guys in, in their development. That's awesome. That's great. That's great. It sounds like you're very, you know, passionate and you guys had a, a great year this year. It's just, didn't, you know, tough, tough game in the playoffs, obviously. But, you know, what was it like, first of all, to – coach in like this pandemic and coaching with a mask like how do you make the adjustments when um, what's your whole mindset coming into the season anyway so you might not have a season you might have a season right right um I was able to coach some AAU before with the mask so that that helped yeah um but the biggest thing about this season was just like the amount of like emails that we were getting and like all right so you got to you got to do this and you got to do that and you got to remember to do this and then you got to and then like last minute um you got to do this too right so like my brain was just like oh, okay is everybody socially distant so we we got more comfortable with it but it was just a lot you know it was a lot and I was like I was like I was also freaking out a little bit because I'm a teacher I'm all, and, and also a coach and we just came back from break mind you it's winter break and then we were supposed to start on that first day yeah um and um this was something that I was a little nervous about, but um, I ended up having to quarantine after a week of tryout, like tryouts and, and practices. Um, wow. And then first first game against West Warwick, I wasn't there. I had to watch just like this through his, through a camera. And then we played West Warwick and we played Situate. Um, and, and those are two teams I know we could have beaten, um, but although my, my, my assistant coaches did a great job, but it's, it's different, you know, like these guys respond differently to, to the, to a head coach than they do an assistant coach. And um, the assistant coach sees things different than a head coach, you know? So um, I wish I would have had a, a shot at those two teams because um, West Warwick, I think if I remember right, we had three good quarters, but then one quarter they kind of pulled away and beat yeah. us by 11. Um, situate they beat us at the buzzer off the backboard <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> so we had chances to beat those teams and um but no going back to your your, your question uh, a lot of things um to to keep in mind but it was it was good and we made the adjustments and I don't know if you remember but we also had a quarantine right before playoffs um one of somebody during the game had a positive positive COVID test and we had a quarantine for I think it was eight days. Yeah, we and but luckily we we were able to cancel like we we were supposed to play Davies in Central Falls, but we had to cancel those games, um, which we actually wanted a shot at Davies and we wanted to play Central Falls too, um, just to get a, a feel of like what 
what it would feel like to to play against one of the better teams in our conference. Um, but we were able to rest. A lot of our guys were kind of banged up. Um, we play a lot of guys, but um, we play hard, especially defensively. And some of our guys were banged up, so we kind of we we took that time to to rest. Um, we did two days with Nick Korea. Um, who's doing doing a lot of like sports training with guys, NBA guys, and we just zoomed in, and a lot of the guys just did whatever he was saying to do. It was it was really cool to to do that as well. But um, luckily, because I would have been super mad if we would have lost to Mount St. Charles <laughs> first that in the first round because we only had uh, two days um, to practice. But luckily, Mount St. Charles agreed to give us that extra day because we were supposed to play on that Saturday, but they they gave us that Sunday to to just give us an extra day to prepare no nice yeah yeah i do yeah that's right because i didn't remember talking to henry i was like well I, you guys aren't playing saturday he's like he mentioned about you guys and covid and stuff and gave you guys an extra, talked about the extra day uh that's great i mean you guys were able to win in the first round and then the second round you had a really tough game against times two who's actually now the champion but what was it like to coach in that game against you know your friend coach debo as well too what's it like to coach against him and you know, in that game, I know it didn't go the way you wanted to, but it was a battle. You guys gave the number two C team a real hard time. Yeah. Um, no, it was all love, man. It was it was a lot of fun. I even talked a little smack to him before the game. I was like, make sure this game isn't close at the end because I'm going to outcoach you. Yeah. Um, and he, I, I wouldn't say he outcoached me, but he definitely obviously got the the, the win, you know. Yeah. Um, but no, we were we were beating them with like a minute and a half left, and we had a couple bad possessions, and we had um, on on defense a couple breakdowns, and the kid Josh took had one strong take to the basket to put him ahead, and um, I we we were behind, and we I mean, we even had a chance to to win it at the end. I mean, not to win it, but to tie it at the end and miss the shot. And the, once again, the kid Josh, huge upside too um, of a, of a player um block the three that um Andrew Perry took to try to tie it you know yeah. um so we had chances to win it we we probably had 25 maybe 30 turnovers oh, and still had a chance to win it we forced probably 25 to 30 turnovers yeah. I, I think if you ask any coach that played against us we were probably the hardest team to to play against offensively because we were so tough defensively um these guys were they worked so hard and they understood like what they needed to do to win games. And they came together at the end of the season and we had a shot to beat the, the team who actually won. It. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it would have been cool to, to, to get, I, I, I really think if we would have gotten past uh, times two, we would have won it. Yeah. I really do believe that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's like, I, I mean, that, that would have been like a heck of a win. And then, uh, you know, going against West Warwick and, you know, making it to BVP, that would have been awesome. It would have been cool to really see, but you know, yeah. Unfortunately, but next year there's always next year, right? <laughs> I guess that's what everyone says. But um, I know we we um I wanted a shot at West Warwick. The guys wanted a shot at West Warwick again. Yeah. And then, um, BVP already made it to the championship, and we beat BVP. Um, yeah. And every time I tell people that, they were like, "Oh, but Xavier wasn't there." I was like, "No, he was there." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was there and we beat them. And after that game, I remember the coaches were just like standing around um, their coaches and the VVP coaches. And they were kind of like shook up because they weren't expecting us to go into their gym and beat them. Mind you, they almost didn't make the playoffs because of that. Yeah. They had to beat times two at times two senior night to make the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they like, good job to, to uh, what's his name? Kevin. 
I think so. Yeah. Coach Kevin. Yeah. <laughs> and um, good job to him for, for, for taking his team and good, and like a lot of credit to, to the stuff that he did with PVP. Um, Xavier and Jordan were like really led that team. Um, but yeah, we, we were able to beat them. Every time we, I say it to people, they're like, Xavier wasn't there though. Right. I was like, no, he was there. He yeah. Did a really good job defensively. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's great. Yeah. Xavier's and uh, shout out to Xavier. He's a great player too, as well. But yeah, a thousand, a thousand, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and now, coach, you also coach for BCRI. Um, you know, what's your time been like with BCRI and coaching with them? And you know, how'd you get involved with them? Uh, we'll start with the how did I get involved with them? Um, I've known Coach Pat for a couple of years. Um, I remember growing up; he was a couple of years older than me. He was a really good player from Exeter. Um, when he was in high school, they had a really good team. I don't remember exactly who played on that team, but I remember them being very good. And then when 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 I started getting older, um, they had it was Pat Sturdle, David Storty, and Ben Cranka. This is before Ben left, and they were so good. Right, they were playing Division One. They were just killing it. I think Ben Ben ended up leaving after his junior year. I think he went to Worcester Academy, but they still had Dave Storty and Pat Sturdle. So. Um, I knew Exeter, West Greenwich, just from those guys, right? Because we played together as well. Um, but, and then a couple years later, um, I think I was still at Norwich where I just had graduated. And I remember Pat being, uh, uh, helping out Jay Wu, um, Johnson and Wales um, with, with coaching over there. And we got closer there because I was at the gunnery and there was a couple of kids that they were looking at um, that they possibly wanted at, at Johnson and Wales. Um, and then, um, I, I, I honestly, I was never a big fan of, of AAU. Um, I, I, I think it's very, I think it's very watered down these days because there's so many teams. Um, but to be able to emulate something that I was a part of before with the Rhode Island Hawks, um, was something that Pat really sold me, um, on because, once again, with my philosophy, I, I really think that it's like basketball can take kids a, a, a very far away uh, in, in life. And um, to be able to teach these kids um, to use that little orange ball um, in the right way um, is, I think, super important, super special. Um, and it could be a very cool story for, for a lot of kids. Um, and that's something that we're trying to do with, obviously we wanna be super competitive, send kids to division one, and we want the best of Rhode Island players to, to come play for us. Um, but ultimately we want those stories. And, and, and that, I think that's what's more special than anything is those kids coming back and sharing those stories and being like, yo, this program helped me get to the next level. Um, and it doesn't even have to be like the NBA as, as a next level, but like the next level to be able to buy my mom a house, right? The next level to, be able to, I don't know, achieve whatever they want to achieve, um, get, get in a good job. Cause we know getting a good job, sometimes the fact that you played in college, they understand that you know how to play on a team, right? And a lot of jobs like that. So that little orange ball can change your life. And, and I think BCRI is a good way to, to help those kids do that. That's great, that's awesome. Oh, coach, I um, would have to say that Moses Brown and uh, BCRI both look, look at have you. You can just tell how passionate you are about the game. We talk about it, talk about coaching. It's so cool as we, we have these conversations. Um, 
But last question, I want to, you know, ask everyone this question because we always talk about basketball. We got to know what's your favorite thing to do outside of basketball. <laughs> um, because I'm so involved in basketball, um, I have to find some time for myself. Yeah. And what I like to do is I honestly just go to the gym or just watch college hoops or, hey. or the NBA. Um, I know it sounds kind of silly but for me it's like my mental sake you know like I'm I'm at school for hours and hours and hours I'm teaching coaching or whatever um but like when I'm in the gym I forget about everything or anyone I just like focus on myself and um yeah it, it's so it keeps me sane you know it keeps me sane and and just being able to just like watch hoops on tv um uh, pick up plays from from some of the greatest is is so much fun to me and yeah, I, I would say that's those are my two pastimes. It's just more hoops on TV and then just hitting the weights. Yeah, yeah, hey, nothing wrong with that at all. Uh, do you have a favorite team for college or high school? I mean, college or NBA? Yeah. Um, for the NBA, I'm always a Celtics fan. Okay. Um, I've always been a Celtics fan, a huge Paul Pierce fan. Um, <laughs> one of my favorite players, though, was <laughs> and people laugh at me when I say this, but was Tayshawn Prince. Really? Because yeah. With the oh no everything like if if you go back and look up Tayshaun Prince's stats and what he's done he's so good he's so good and the reason why I liked him was because he was able to influence the game in so many different ways right like you had really good scores you had really good defenders but he did both yeah he did both he was super skinny um probably still is um, but he can shoot it he can score and but he'll also lock you up and I and I love that game about him about his game he was so um, long. I remember, like, he was just like a long, like the like. He was like he was like six seven, six six, six eight, something like that. But he was yeah. just skinny, so his arms are just like forever. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. That's what it was like. Gogo gadget arms or something like. It's like, and then that block <laughs> against Reggie Miller in the in the conference yeah. finals was like, yeah, well, all time. Like, I think that's like underrated in all time. Oh yeah, yeah, I agree. I think he's one of the greatest players to ever play the game, um, but. Who, who am I to say that, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but for college, I've always been a huge Rick Pitino fan, um, even more when Mike Merrill went, just because it was cool to, like, see a Rhode Islander go. Um, but, like, Peyton Siva, I used to love watching him. Yeah. Uh, Russ Smith, uh, Montrez Harrell. Um, so that championship team was really cool to watch and see. Um, so a big Louisville fan. Um, uh, Chris Mack is there now. Um and I love the, the stuff that he's doing. We were able to send Jordan Wara up there as well. So, like, at some point, if I think that would be the only school that can reach out to me and be like, yo, if you want to come coach at Louisville, um, we, we want you to come now. And I would say yes. Um, yeah. But that's the only school. Um, that's the only school. Funny story, too. So when I was at Vermont Academy, um, uh, we had a lot of coaches would come in at, like, 5, 5.30 in the morning, 6 o'clock in the morning to watch some of our open gyms. And I remember uh, I had to get in contact with Rick Pitino because he was flying in and I had to go pick him up from the airport. <laughs> so I was like, oh, let's go. This is like my idol. Like, and it was like such a surreal moment where um, Rick Pitino got off the plane. Mind you, it was like a private jet. <laughs> and uh, I pick him up from the airport and him and his, one of his assistants get in my car and he's sitting in my front seat. <laughs> That's so crazy. That's gotta be so, did you guys talk at all? Was he a nice guy or? Oh, he's so dope. 
he, yeah. he was so appreciative of the fact that I, I picked him up at like that time in the morning and because um, I, I had to take him back the next day and so cool so cool person such a cool person and uh, I remember when it was like one of the first times like it was getting they were getting into it but they had like this phone that they can put as goggles on your face and they put it on Jordan and he was able to like look like walk around and like they would change the like feature or whatever and it looked like he was in the actual gym or like he was in the actual locker room and he was able to like walk around and like see it was it was super cool how, how they're able to do that stuff these days that's awesome that's so cool that's so cool they get to meet your idol and that's so cool that they have i didn't even know they had that that's awesome that they have those like goggles that you could do that oh yeah i didn't know that either and they were like throw this on <laughs> i was like what that is so cool that's awesome now are you an iona fan because of uh rick patino i've actually haven't been following iona as much as i probably should have um uh, I just been super busy with other things yeah. going on. Um, we just bought a house. I, I bought my own house, um, doing a bunch of like um, renting out um, to to actually my mom um, and then a couple of my friends. <clears throat> so I've been dealing with a lot of stuff like that. So I haven't been really into college hoops as much as I, I probably should. So I haven't been following Iona, um, but I know they've, they've they're doing actually really well and. I don't know if did they win yesterday. Yeah, they made the tournament. Yeah, yeah. So it's pretty cool to see that yeah. um, Rick Pitino is back in the NCAA <laughs> tournament. I'm just waiting for another school to just contact him and just be like, "All right, we're going to put you back in the big leagues." <laughs> yeah, I know. I was. Uh, I mean, I'll probably pick up this, but um, I was wondering if you or I was going to hire him or not because it was like a lot of rumors swirling between you or I and Coach Cox when like Hurley had left. And Bettino had like the open like, and there was like a couple of news articles saying that like, you were eyes and talks with like Rick Bettino, but I don't. It, obviously, they hired. Would've, that would have been cool. That would have been, been, yeah. been bonkers. But yeah. but coach, thank yeah. you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. This is a lot of fun. Um, it means a lot to me, and I appreciate your time and everything like that. You just can tell that you're super passionate about basketball and you're super passionate about coaching and you love it very much. And like I said before, Moses Brown and BCR are both extremely lucky to have you as a coach. And even in the classroom, the kids are very lucky to have you because you just tell your passion person about whatever you're doing. So this has been awesome. Do you have any questions or anything for me before we sign off? No, oh, man, I, I appreciate this and all those kind words. Um, sometimes when, when we're working hard, we forget um, like how much of a good job we're doing. So it's good to just hear it a couple of times to get a nice little pat on the back. Um, so I know thank you for, for that. And one message I do want to share with everybody is like, don't be afraid of Moses Brown. I know it's expensive, um, but we're doing a very good job of, of helping kids out financially. Same thing with Wheeler. Um, go apply to those schools. If, you, if you're very serious about getting to college, don't be afraid to apply to some of the private schools. I'm, I'm talking to some of the, the younger kids. Don't be afraid of it. Um, if you really want to and you get in contact with your coach with these coaches um, we'll try to find a way for for them and, and and give them an opportunity and that's another thing that's one of my other philosophies is being able to give back to my community and I think and I, I think we, we're almost there with with Moses Brown but to be able to bring kids in from the south side of Providence where I grew up into Moses Brown and then see them flourish not only at Moses Brown but get to college and flourish there too that's awesome. That's great. That would be great and awesome that you guys are, you know, headed in the right direction there too. I think that I think that would be amazing. Yeah. That's awesome. But coach, thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Uh, good luck with the AU season. Um, 
I'm sure I'll talk to you again before next season anyway. So I'll talk to you soon, coach. All right. All right, brother. Take care. All right. That was my episode with coach Joshua Cabrera. Really enjoyed our conversation. Very excited for his, uh, you know, future and what he's doing at Moses Brown and can't wait to see what they do going forward. On a Sunday, I have a great episode for you guys with some Wesley Bulldogs um, who played high school basketball, Josh Randall and Max Birch, as they talk about their season. Uh, next week is going to be loaded with some great great more episodes. On when on Monday, I have the head coach of Classical Boys High School Basketball Team, Coach John Cavanaugh. Great interview, a lot of fun. Coach Cavanaugh has, like, has some great stories. of coached some great players on the line, some Division One players as well, too. I really enjoyed his conversation. And then on Wednesday, I have Coach Ruiz, another great interview with him. Just a great story, great guy overall, and what he's doing for the Rhode Island community. He also runs the account 401 Ball, so definitely subscribe and check that out. And on Friday, I have the Player of the Year for, voted by the coaches for the um, by the RIBCA Coaches Association, uh, Marquise Buchanan. He's also a point guard for Classical, so great interview there. As well on Sunday, bringing a special of the coaches roundtable as we talk about what happened during the season, their thoughts, and how the season went, and some great interviews about coaches, um, you know, with their coach of the year awards and how they deserved it. So great interviews overall coming up next week. Next week's gonna be a packed week, and the following week's gonna be even more packed. So just excited to get those out for you guys to listen to. But we will see you guys on. Sunday. So I hope you guys have a safe Friday and Saturday and we'll see you on Sunday.